This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. On that note, um, I want to take this opportunity to welcome Tim. Um, Tim Makamu, who is the Media and Liaison Officer from Global Business Confederation. Um, Tim, welcome and good evening. Thank you so much, Doc, and uh, good evening to the listeners of Chai FM. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming through, um, you know, uh, Tim. Uh, Tim, you know, you've, when, we, when I met you some, some years ago, and I'm glad you see that you're still pretty much in the same kind of trajectory in terms of bringing, you know, Africans, um, you know, in the diaspora, Africans across the continent, under one roof. Um, just tell us a little bit more about who is Tim? <laughs> Thank you, Doc. I hardly talk about myself. But, uh, well, we've got an opportunity now. Indeed, indeed. Now, Tim Magamo, I have a background in engineering. Um, after working a little bit in the field, I really ventured into entrepreneurship. Started multiple companies, uh, starting in Cape Town, moved in Johannesburg. And we not only do we run our own businesses with a few business partners, we have... Uh, a number of young people that we mentor into into the business sphere. What has been exciting is over the last uh, 15 years, I've had an opportunity to to travel our continent. Uh, yes, I've been to overseas like US and UK, etc. And you see infrastructure is slightly different. Opportunities are slightly different. The way people get educated are slightly different. But when you come to our continent and when you travel, you find the levels of poverty and limitations and lack of exposure um, I saw that as an opportunity for us to mobilize young people, put them into training and mentorship, and give them access to opportunities in business, opportunities to finance. And that is part of why the heart and the passion of being Afrocentric came from. Because I realized that Africans are talented, exceptionally gifted, with tremendous amount of energy, uh, culture, color, texture, music, and all the qualities that we've got. All we need to do is to take what we've got, package it properly, and export it to the world. The world loves Africa. That is why they are trading here. And if we can organize ourselves the way we are doing right now, we're going to change the world in the next 20 years. Talking of, of, of Afrocentricity, um, with something that I embrace, I'm sure all the listeners uh, who subscribe and embrace Africa as a continent and as a people uh, couldn't agree with you more. But here's the sticking point, um, you know, Tim, in the context of a conversation, Africa or trade among and between African countries. We've picked up that, well, this is according to the, uh, you know, uh, World Economic Forum, that Africa has the lowest level of intra-regional intra, um, trade, um, which is sitting at around 18%. Uh, Europe at 69%, Asia at 52%, North America at 50%. Clearly, something is just not right. And on a basis of a very interesting, um, you know, euphoria that you've just projected now, that Africans, you know, have got these capabilities, beautiful country, rich uh, in mineral resources, rich in cultural diversity, and yet these kinds of beautiful things that you're talking to do not find expression in terms of how we trade. There's no way in which we're sitting at 11% when the biggest, uh, you know, competitors, Europe, for example, sitting at 69%, which means European countries, before they go outside, they do business with European countries. That's correct. You can imagine if Africa were to do business with Africa, um, SADAC, uh, EACA, uh, and so on and so forth. So which leads me to my, 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 my really very quest, uh, question, Tim. How do we firstly account for this very sluggish 
considering the fact that we have other African Union blocs, you know, which has been there for quite some time, uh, 25, 30 years or so, and yet we don't see any much movement. Firstly, before we can do trade, we must understand exactly what are these bottlenecks. That's correct. Once you understand these bottlenecks, we can move to a, a, a second level. From all your, from your perspective, bringing all these Africans and our roof on the seventh of, of of December, tell us how do we? What are the what are these barriers first and foremost, and how do we chip them bit by bit to a point where, you know, we can at least accentuate this figure, which is quite appalling. Eighteen percent. We we're not even a quarter of what Europe is is, is trading with. Your yeah. point. Doc, uh, that's part of why we at uh, Global Business Fed Confederation, we are so excited about this event on Friday. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But let me start by saying this, Doc. Trade has always been a very important issue for nations. Nations have to trade. So what happens is countries uh, exchange goods and services to gain access to products that they themselves do not have. And if they increase their exports, that, that results into a bigger output and, and more revenues for each country. If you look at Africa, uh, we have an economy of about hovering towards $3 trillion. And we have a population of, you know, over a billion, uh, uh, close to 1.5. So if you look at all these uh, uh, potentials and possibility, now you ask yourself, why is our trade amongst ourselves so sluggish as you call it? There are several uh, reasons, obviously, that you can look at. Uh, I guess one of the main ones is that Africa has put too much emphasis on government. So government uh, has always been the one that trade. So when you go to World Economic Forums, uh, Western business people don't deal with African businesses. Historically, they will go straight to the president and go and do trade, sign with the president or the ministers, etc., etc. So what happens is those things, because the president's role is not to do business. Government's role is not to... Government's role is to create the laws and the policies that makes trade easier and friendlier. Then we come to policies, which is another big issue, which, which hinders uh, trade. You find that we're passing policies that makes it so difficult for Africans to do business with one another. One of those is a simple thing like a visa impediment. It is so expensive to get a visa to Nigeria, which is an African country, uh, coming from South Africa. And that visa you're given for a few days <laughs> after that it expires. Now, uh, when you are a businessman like you are, uh, uh, Doc Nimrod, you, you don't want to go there for a few days. You want to go there and, 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 and spend enough time in order to understand the culture and meet the right people in order to do trade. Those are some of the issues that you find they hinder us. Then there's issues of uh, infrastructure. Infrastructure is mostly non-existent in a number of places where you find it's more difficult to fly into an African continent, within our continent, than it is to fly to Europe. In fact, it's cheaper to fly to Europe from South Africa than it is to fly to some of our African countries. And those are things that are completely unacceptable. We have to make transportations and movements of goods a lot more easier. Uh, but historically, that has not been the case. Then you've got issues, of course, of the legacy of colonialization, language barriers, where you've got Francophone uh, and then the English-speaking countries, the Portuguese-speaking countries. And what has happened is a trade when... Uh, uh, business opportunities are available. They first get advertised to whatever country that the country colon was colonized by. 
So as a result, you find France will go and take all the businesses. And then fellow African countries don't have access to such. As a result, you find we are still... Uh, marginalized or segregated because of that. But we are changing all of that, Doc, as you know. There is a great uh, conference coming up on Friday, and we are looking at coming up with solutions because you've seen the noise recently. Africans have met, the presidents of countries have met. They are looking to improve all of this. They are doing away with a lot of these regulations that are making it very difficult. And we want the listeners of High FM to know that the future of Africa is looking bright indeed. I couldn't agree with you more. The, the future of, of the country looks bright indeed. But here's a curveball for you, uh, Tim. Um, and, and I just want us to impact this very important point. You've said in Africa, um, you know, the business communities elsewhere, they prefer or to go direct to, to government. Um, this is almost like a contradiction because you would expect any business person not to do business with government because government's job is to provide an enabling environment. In your mind, and firstly, how do we discourage um, foreign businesses to approach government, whereas in their own countries they do not do, they do not approach government? Why is it that when they come to Africa, they rather go to government as opposed to go to you and I as business folk? There is ethics of doing business, uh, Doc, and ethics have been violated a lot on a number of sectors, uh, government being one of them. We always talk about government corruption. We always talk about corruption in Africa, etc., etc. But in reality, corruption is everywhere around the world. I mean, I've traveled to the U.S., and you find uh, there are people, business people, who do something we call lobbying. Mm. And it's acceptable as a business practice. You lobby business so that a politician, so that he goes and pass laws that are friendlier to your business, and then there is money exchange in between. So I don't know why is that not called corruption. Then you've got European business people who they know that some of the, they know the ethics of business and practices that they could apply ethically, not only in their own countries, but coming to, to Africa as well. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of the, uh, politicians are corrupted by private business people. Most of them come from outside of the continent. So you can't compete, Doc, with somebody who brings a briefcase full of cash and go and give it to a senior government official in order, in exchange of uh, favorable business uh, conditions. How do you explain Africa rich in mineral resources, yet we don't produce and process our own minerals? So these business people come. Uh, give cash, whatever, to whoever authority they spoke to, an ethical business practice, then they go back and process our minerals and come back and sell us jewelry very, very, very expensively. We cannot allow that. And part of why uh, the Global uh, Business Confederation was formed is to dismantle these lies that the future of Africa, we need to go to the West to find help. We need to go to the East to find help. The future, the solutions for African problems are found in Africa. I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Tim. You touched on two very important points. One, it is ethical conduct of, you know, because in any business, there's a bribe and a bribe. Um, which leads to my next question is around the political will. Um, in your assessment, based on the conversations that you've had with, you know, fellow Africans as you've been traveling in and out of, of, of Africa, is there, um, you know, an emerging quest around political will to an extent that Africans really appreciate that, you know, ethics and ethical conduct um, can no longer go unchallenged because 
until you address the political will to confront the same way that South Africa, through the new NPA boss, have to and must confront unethical you know, conduct um, uh, to a point where people get ar- arrested or at least appear in court so that there is this you know, trust you know, the, the, the eroded trust deficit becomes somehow uh, restored. In your assessment, and I know we'll talk about more, you know, in the context of, you, of your forthcoming, you know, co- conference, is there a science around political will among African state for them to say we can't do business as, you know, business cannot be business as usual? Correct. Because we continuously... Uh, look to West um, for support when we've got literally everything, you know. If we were to begin to, you know, look at, you know, downstream beneficiations, for an example, in terms of what we export and import, we're more likely to address our own problem. Is there political will based on your assessment? You know, over the last several years, we have had an opportunity to travel as part of the you know, government uh, 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 sort of uh, visits to various African countries. We've been very, very encouraged to see, um, if you remember in the 80s and the 90s, the biggest challenge we had in Africa was wars, uh, lack of democracy, dictatorship, and that has led to a lot of, uh, you know, immigration people moving out and refugees and all of that stuff. We've moved away from that, and I think uh, there's a lot we can give credit to the next generation of leaders who sat down and formulated um, the African Union, and that's why we've got Agenda 2063 with very powerful uh, targets that are making sure that Africa doesn't know what war is. We live at peace with one another as neighbors. Um, one of the things we're looking at is doing away with this, uh, with these borders. Uh, obviously we need to look at security risks that comes with that. But we, it's part of the legacy that we don't want. Then we look at uh, education. There's a lot of focus and investment in education. This is one of the things that is extremely encouraging. You look at uh, learning from one another. There are, there are lots of strengths South Africa has got, especially industrialization. We have found that in many of these visits we've done, uh, different ministers and governments, they're starting to talk to one another. How do you do this? How do you do that? We have seen even at provincial level, different provinces are doing uh, inter-province visitation. So at government level, it's already happening. Department of Agriculture, we, we, do, we do consulting work with them. They, have, they, have, they do a lot of SADC work where all the SADC nations, they meet together on how to improve agriculture. And, and they are learning a lot from some of the successful farmers and business people in that field. So when you look at, uh, I remember when Zambia, we were hosted by the Minister of Trade. And he said, South Africans, welcome to Zambia. And we, we as Zambians, we have lowered barriers. They have removed a lot of red tape to make it easy for business people to establish manufacturing in the country. So there is a lot of cleaning up that has happened, and there's a lot of cleaning up that is happening. And a lot of good stories are coming out. You look at Ethiopia, for example. I mean, the country is democratic. They've just elected the woman president. Uh, the, the outlook of the economy is looking great. Their airline is doing exceptionally well. So it is fantastic to see uh, such a shining symbol, uh, Ethiopia, the only country that was never colonized, to, to be shining the way it is right now. Then you look at Kenya. Uh, Kenya is recovering from a lot of uh, tensions 
with regards to tribalism. And they are healing from that. They are uniting behind their president. And the economic outlook is looking good. So political will is there. There is learning amongst the peers that are happening. And there is humility amongst African countries to sign these agreements among themselves as, as government to make sure that it makes it easy for us as business people, even as we meet on Friday, to make it easy for us to craft the way forward from a business perspective. So the, the Africa is removing all the stigma that was associated with their own leadership. Yes, we've got a situation in the DRC, but it's also going to get fixed. You can't hang on to something for too long. It will the pressure even from the peers. It's happening. You look at Zimbabwe, for example. You know the the pressure was there. Now people are free to march in the streets <laughs> without fear of being shot dead, and now people can express themselves without being charged with treason. So we're seeing more and more freedoms that are happening, and I think the more we celebrate those and we celebrate people, as as we are doing on Friday, the more we will encourage those that are lagging behind to catch up with us, and Africa will now be free from corruption and free from the hindrances that hinder our intra-Africa trade. Africa rise, Africa rise. Indeed. There you are. That's, that's Tim Makamu. If you have just told him, Tim Makamu, uh, he's a media liaison officer at Global Business Confederation, giving us a perspective around what is happening in, in, in Africa in the context of the trade. Um, they are really making a contribution just to, you know, um, accentuate the, the, the relationship between and among Africans diaspora and among African countries to, you know, really focus on business among Africans. Let's take a break and we'll come back in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back. It is now 14 to 7 o'clock. It's amazing how time flies away, especially when we have exhilarating uh, conversation. With me in studio, I've got Tim Akamu, who is a media liaison officer for Global Business Conference Confederation. Uh, before we enter the break, Tim was really giving us, um, you know, um, a perspective on how Africa needs to triumphant around a very sluggish uh, trade amongst Africans. Uh, you know, he pointed out to a number of issues which uh, Africa needs to really take into account. For an example, issues of ethics or ethical conduct, political will, uh, political stability. Um, he also mentioned that how Ethiopia, uh, you know, has become one of the shining or beacon of light in an African context. Them appointing or electing a female president um, in Africa, being the first being the country that has never been colonized, and most people don't know that Ethiopia was never colonized. And Ethiopia and Liberia, two countries in Africa which were never colonized. Most people don't know about that. But anyway, that's history 101 for those who don't know it. Uh, moving on swiftly, uh, Tim, uh, you guys have conceptualized what you refer to as Global Business Confederation. What, what is this baby all about in the context of the December I'm told that you having a conference on the 7th of December uh, uh, in, at, at the Maslow Hotel. Tell us more about that. That is correct. And Doc, uh, I think based on the challenges that we have identified as uh, hindrances to intra-Africa trade, everybody needs to, within their sector, sit down and come up with solutions. How are we going to come up with solutions to improve intra-Africa trade within our sphere? So the business community has come together. We've got some of the finest business people at Global Business Confederation coming from uh, all over the world. We've got 20 countries where we are involved in. Uh, we've got offices as, as far as uh, Italy, UK, USA, Ghana, Angola, Mozambique, uh, all the way to Zimbabwe, DRC, uh, Dominican Republic. So all over Africa, 
we we have a presence there and the idea is to celebrate african business leaders the concept was around let's celebrate business people if you look at each industry the arts the music industry you look at um, various sectors of society they gather together once a year and they give each other awards celebrating each other in their own industry peers celebrating one another it doesn't happen in the business community so uh, so therefore the global business confederations is global in the sense that we are saying we are an international organization uh, thus we've got africans in the diaspora who also have got interest to invest uh, in in the continent they they want to make sure businesses in africa are thriving small businesses are benefiting from some of the um, support structures be it funding be it business development mentorship be it taking somebody by the hand into the continent if you talk about south african business people or businesses based in south africa most businesses are scared to go into africa so they they they've never been there there's mistrust people you hear stories of people who have lost a lot of money um so what we say here is that we want to make sure we take a a business person by the hand we take them to a country where they would like to do trade we cre- we make them meet the right people we do business matchmaking we do mentorship to make sure uh, we remove all the hindrances that may hinder them so that they they are set up so we become a, a an incredible body that makes uh, businesses including corporates to for ease of business in the continent and when you finish you know you're doing well etc cetera, etc cetera, then we come and we celebrate you once a year this is an inaugural uh, forum that we are starting this year where we are giving awards there there are 20 recipients this year who will be receiving awards it's going to be incredible from all over the, the the continent we are starting with a conference in the morning at nine o'clock at the maslow hotel there is still seats left they are running out fast so if there are listeners out there who would like to participate uh, we will give a website and a telephone number of who they can talk to in order for them to be able to uh, to come and participate in a conference in the evening then we are having awards we're having some significant leaders coming from uh, ghana you know we've got the vice president we've got the uh, deputy prime minister of Silsutu will be here. Uh, Minister Lindy Wezulu will be will be the guest speaker. We've got um, even the the former a- AU uh, chair, um, uh, Dr. Nkosazana Zamini Zuma, who you know they've done a terrific work uh, in that body. So they uh, she will be receiving an award as well uh, for the work that she has done in Africa. So it will be absolutely incredible, and we we're looking forward to it because the concept is. Let businesses and entrepreneurs be celebrated while they're still alive. One might ask, Tim, thanks for that very detailed unpacking of what this, uh, you know, uh, global business confederation is all about. But one might ask, we have had few of these entities, uh, which might argue some look very elitist because we're recycling the same folks and we're not really, you know, creating cakes. We are fighting among the crumbs, so to speak. Um, the sustainability of this kind of, um, you know, uh, movement can only be, um, you know, uh, broadened if there, there is sufficient onboarding of entrepreneurs across, um, you know, African countries and diaspora and those in diaspora in that we, we in fact, that's almost like growing the cake um, as opposed to fighting for the crumbs. Um, you is your approach looking at how to broaden? Because that will be a unique selling proposition for someone who's listening to this show. But, oh, no, 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 no. We've had this, this around an African Leadership Forum, uh, which, you know, XYZ was part of. Oh, we've heard about that one. No, 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 no. But 
your it's very important uh, that this entity being um, you know being being um, at its very formative uh, phase and 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 obviously being a launch um, it, it really either amplify what its predecessors could not do or bringing an entirely new uh, package you know on the market with a view to bring every single entrepreneur out there on a, on a table is that the approach or Doc, exactly, exactly what you said. It's that exactly is the approach because you do have um, very successful business people, the likes of your Patrice Mutsipe, Aliko Dangote, mm. you know, leaders who have really, really done very, very well, the Vivian Radies of this world. Then you've got an entrepreneur who, a startup. He just recently started. He's got an incredibly great technology. In fact, there is somebody we are awarding a, a, an award for coming up with an innovative technology. So why we are doing this is we are encouraging an average uh, South African business person who says, listen, I've got this product. I want to open a market for it. So and the Global Business Confederation, that's exactly what it says is we will open a market for anybody who's super successful and for anybody who's just started or anybody in between. So there is room for everybody and everybody will be celebrated uh, as we go along. Then there is an issue of not just opening of markets, there's issue of support and there's issue of opening doors in each country. And that's part of why our footprint is so well vested in the whole continent that you will be able to do business in countries where you are unable to because of this forum. No, thank you very much, Tim, for very, um, you know, uh, elaborate, uh, or elaborate, uh, I beg your pardon, um, you know, insight as to what this global business conversation is all about, which is taking place on the 7th of December. Um, you know, and I'm sure it will go a long way in terms of demystifying, amongst others, um, this very, you know, grounded or anchored misconception about Africans. And I think um, if we have more of these kinds of initiatives, can only amplify a very unpleasant percentage of Africa in in, in, in inter-trade kind of a scenario because uh, we cannot be uh, 52 of us, you know, 52 countries, so, you know, uh, not really uh, pushing the boundaries by doing business among ourselves. But one of the biggest questions which I'm sure the listeners uh, would, would, would grapple with um, is the issue of the language, you know, barrier. And Mozambicans and Angolans, those, you know, um, you know, Spanish, Portuguese, Francophone, and, and, and Anglophone kind of, you know, um, uh, uh, configurations, they themselves present a very uh, challenging atmosphere for any business to, to thrive. Because firstly, for you and I to talk around a table, on around a, t- around a business, our, you know, uh, we need to be mutually intelligible. If you can understand me, there's no one which can do business, which is one of the major uh, uh, barrier of, of trade amongst Africans. Mozambique, you know, I was in Mozambique not so long ago. They speak Portuguese, and, and I struggle because, um, you know, English, it's not, you know, well, widely spoken. So we can imagine how many of us have been to Mozambique who have missed out opportunities and vice versa in terms of coming to do business in Africa. Angolans, you know, who speak Portuguese. Uh, there are millions of Angolans who are in the South Africa, but who, and South Africa wants to go to invest in Muslim, in Angola. You always need a third or fourth person before uh, you do business. And all the business is all about, you know, shake hands. 
Uh, we agree. We not agree. You know, I look in your eye. You look me in the eye. You know, we stand on the dotted line. But when there's this huge cultural and language barriers, uh, it becomes almost impossible. Is there a mechanic or a platform through which language barriers can be, you know, addressed? Absolutely, uh, and that's part of uh, being part of a body. Uh, like we have because the Global Business Confederation uh, has got diverse uh, people and leadership. We've got people from Mozambique, Angola, who speak Portuguese fluently. We've got people from the Francophone countries, the Anglophone countries. Therefore, when we take a business person who says, I want to do business, I want to do trade in a particular country, we will make sure you have the right support, including people who will assist you with language issues so that you don't have such problems uh, when you arrive at the place and you are, you are able not only to throw in a word or two uh, of the language you can't speak, but you will be well understood because the people will be helping you to pass your message accurately and effectively. And so that's part of why we're encouraging South African business people. South Africa is a great place to do business, but Africa, it's even better. It's a fantastic place to do business. Let us take our products, our services, and let us focus on our beautiful continent. What do you think is the reason why uh, Europe colonized Africa? They knew that there are minerals. They knew it's a great continent. They knew the potential, and they built their great European uh, countries out of Africa. You look now, America, the scramble for Africa has always been there. The Cold War was all about fighting about South African resources, African resources as well. You now look at China. They call China the new colonizers. They see potential. Why can't we Africans see our own potential? Where I look at a brother in Nigeria and I respect him as a business person. I look at another brother from uh, DRC, uh, I respect him, and we do business to one another. What we have found, Doc, we talked about this over the break, is Africans are tired of cheap labor, cheap products, lies, and corrupt business people coming from the West. They are looking for ethical business people, good products, quality products, and that is why South Africans, Africa is looking to us. Let's do this together. Thank you very much, Tim. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We don't have much time. Uh, hoping hoping to to see you on the 7th of December yes. at the Global Business Confederation. Where will it take place? So it will be taking place at the Maslow uh, Hotel. It's here in Senton. And perhaps should I leave quickly a, a website so that uh, listeners out there who would like to come, you can go to www.globusiness.org and contact person is Putsako, and the number is 071-405-7800. We'll see you on Friday. Thank you very much. Uh, Tim, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on board, and I wish you all the best in your conference on, this, on, on, on the 7th of December. Let's make business. Let's, let's get, get Africa um, um, at the level where it's supposed to be. You make money, I make money. Everybody makes money. We're all happy. Thank you, Doc. I love your show. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Until we meet again, have a good one.